This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joe Curley joins us from out in L.A. He's with the Ventura County Star. Covers the Rams. He's been on the bench many times. Joe, good to have you back. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on again. So, uh... I guess, uh, where do I begin with uh, this, essentially? Uh, after th- what I saw yesterday with them getting just schooled, let's face facts, right, by the uh, Niners, 20-7, mm-hmm. to 7, uh, are they still calling this guy a genius? Is he still the smartest guy in the world? Because I've heard he's smarter than all of us, and he's a genius, and he knows more than everyone except Bill Belichick, who we lost to in the Super Bowl. And then now what are they calling him? Because he's losing every game now. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the uh, this is the challenge. This is, you know, we've never seen Sean McVay like this, and that's kind of the fascinating kind of um, you know aspect of this situation. You know, we want to see what um, you know the guys we build up. You know, we want to see what they're going to do when things aren't you know doing all that great. I mean, they um, you know when they lost to Tampa a couple of weeks ago, that was the first time they'd been out of first place with Sean McVay as, as head coach. The guy was basically in first place the first 36 games of his tenure with the Rams. And so, you know, now, you know, everybody can succeed when, when everything's going right and your, your team is healthy and, you know, the matchups look good. Let's see what the genius looks like when, you know, things are going rough and you've got, you know, um, you know you're pulling guys up from the practice squad to, that you're relying on and, and uh, you know, you're filling some holes and you're, you know, you've got some adversity, and that you know, to his credit, that's what he talked about after the game on on Sunday. That nobody was going to feel sorry for them. They're not, um, you know, nobody was going to help them. They were going to have to help themselves over these next couple of games and figure this out. You've never seen him lose three in a row, and they were over nine on third down and over four on fourth down. Uh, what does he say about that? I mean, they can't do anything right. Third and fourth down's a disaster. Well, that was about as brutal, um, you know, a four, a 51 minutes as you're ever going to find. They they went right down the field, seven runs, uh, five for Malcolm Brown, two for Robert Woods. They scored a touchdown, go up seven nothing, and they gained exactly 101 yards. The rest of the game, it was like three weeks after Jared Goff had thrown for his career record, 517 yards against Tampa in, in a losing effort. The guy had 78 yards. They just could not protect him they could not the offense right now is just broken and it starts up front with that offensive line and until they fix um you know i've been saying the interior of the offensive line but you know you watch the film even the um you know the two uh tackles that they've spent a lot of money on rob havenstein and andrew whitworth you know aren't playing up to the you know the level that you know we're used to seeing from them around here but certainly they they gambled in the off season they um you know with all the contracts that they've had to pay out um, you know, they, they've had to go short some places, and that's, you know, young players and the interior of the offensive line, and they haven't been able to hide it so far. They haven't been able to coach it up so far. Certainly, you know, when you make those decisions, you don't think that the guys are going to be plug and play and they're going to be ready NFL players from day one. But, you know, we're now six weeks into the NFL season, and they're not showing signs of, of, adva- of you know, improvement, of advancement. And, you know, they're going to need that improvement soon 
is going to team that's going to going to be a team that's going to go from the Super Bowl to falling out of the playoff race. They're two and a half games behind the Niners, and they're two games behind um, Seattle. the Seahawks, and they've lost both of those games. Uh, you know, to those teams. So those teams have you know the beginnings of a tiebreaker against the Rams. So really, their uh, room for maneuver, their their room for error is really short at this point we're not even to halloween yet so you know things are certainly uh tightening up in los angeles yeah joe curley back on the bench uh from the ventura county star great paper you're uh seriously though that we were talking about it before like they're in a place now there's you know three five win teams three four win teams three three win teams and the way you described it being two and a half out and two out of those two teams that they already lost to I mean, let's face facts. It's in Portuguese. What you just said means they're screwed right now mm. because they have absolutely zero room for for any losses the rest of the way because everyone's going to be fighting for that last playoff spot. And a team that already has two more wins than them, they only got 10 games left. So, I mean, they literally have no room for error. Yeah, and, you know, there was this discussion going into Sunday whether or not Sunday was a must-win game. And, you know, you can't, you can't be playing must-win games in October, never mind losing them. And it, things get worse because they're not going to see the Coliseum for another month. they got to go to Atlanta, you know, with all those, you know, the, the demons from last year starting to crop up. They're going to train for a week in Atlanta with, you know, all the memories from last year. And then they're going to go to London. So, you know, meanwhile, if, if you look at the Niners' schedule, they're going to be playing some tomato cans coming up i think they got washington on their schedule they got a couple other um you know kind of winnable games i I think carolina is one of them that's you know that's not a gimme but you know they might get back to to uh the coliseum and the niners might be six seven eight oh eight no and and then you're talking about you have to win out to have a shot so uh they went to atlanta obviously and lost the super bowl so that's not their favorite place but it is a delicious offering in playing the lowly falcons who can't get Mm -hmm. out of their own way this week if the rams don't get that game they're i mean in in my opinion if they lose the game they're finished yeah you got to beat that team i mean that's a team that just beat the arizona team that's only a half game behind the rams in the standings they're closer to this arizona team that was a complete mess last year and is kind of rebuilt, you know, building and, and a little bit exciting, but still not somebody you would, you know, not a team you would point to as a competitive team, you know, a team that's going to have a shot to make the playoffs. Right. They're a half game ahead of that team. They're closer to that team than they are the, you know, Seattle and the Niners. So that's where the Rams are right now in this NFC West that, you know, they've dominated the last two years. They have not been out of first place, um, you know, the last two years. And now uh, it's a brand new scenario in Los Angeles and, you know, it, it, you know, from a neutral perspective, it's fun to see, you know, what is this team going to do? They're challenged. They haven't right. been beat up the last two years. They've got all kinds of injuries, you know, starting with Clay Matthews and Aqib Tlaib and, you know, going on now to some of these young, you know, linemen that we've been talking about. Joe Nopum was ruled out for the year today. Um, right. And so they're going to have to go deeper down into these younger, you know, the younger uh, depths. You know, one of the main problems that the Rams have is that they don't have veteran because they've had to spend money um, and and go for younger, cheaper players the back end of the roster. They don't have veteran um, you know options to turn to when when injuries get tough. And so now they're turning to to guys who are unproven NFL players, and it's great for those guys that they have a shot to make it in the NFL. And, and you know guys who've been dreaming their whole life to 
you know, to get this opportunity. And I'm sure some, some will show that they can play, but you know, there's a really good shot that some of these guys are going to show they can't play. And that that's going to put this team even, um, you know, in a tougher position. Listen, Joe Curley with us. I have to tell you the rest of the way, like, I don't want to get too into the schedule, but let's face facts. They play uh, the next two weeks are wins to me, Falcons, Bengals. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to put wins and losses on the schedule, but uh, those two, they have to win. And then it gets really brutal at Pittsburgh will not be easy. Chicago at home will be tough automatic. I mean, the Bears are a tough team. Ravens will be tough. They go to Arizona, a conference game. At, you know, they got Seattle at home, tough game, brutal. I think Russell Wilson can give them nightmares. They play mm-hmm. at Dallas and at San Francisco and Arizona to end it at home. I mean, the last five or six games are brutal. Well, a lot of this is going to be determined by, you know, just how real San Francisco is. I mean, if, if – the Niners continue to play like they're playing in Seattle. I mean, they were a play here and a play there. They probably should have won in Seattle. Um, you know, but, but it's, uh, you know, they need – at this point, they need help. They're too far behind to be able to pull this off. If the Niners kick on and they're what the Rams have been the last two years. If the, Rams go, if the Niners go out and win 13 games, you know, the, the Rams have no recourse. I mean, it, the Niners are going to have to kind of swoon a little bit and not be able to play at this level the entire season, or we're not going to have a race, you know, out here. So that, that's where they are right now. Do you think that uh, we said earlier that on the show that we think, like, guys like Tlaib now, I know he's injured, so they'll get, the you know, that'll come into the uh, picture here, but – I thought he looked from day one. I thought he and that uh, defense, frankly, uh, or just even in general, the team. Some of them seemed really old to me. Like they had, like legitimately, you know, uh, aged. Yeah. Like they, like one year to the next. Like Talib to me does not look like the same player that was playing in the Super Bowl. He looks like a guy that just aged horribly. Well, remember under Fisher in the beginning of of McVay, they were super young and they wanted to get. You know, one thing they didn't have on the roster was kind of veteran guys who had won in the league. They'd had a bunch of young players who had just experienced losing. So they kind of, as a team, had reached out and tried to get, win, you know, veterans, people that knew how to, you know, win in this league and play in this league. Guys like Whitworth really helped offensively. And, and I did like the moves for Matthews and, and Weddle. And they, they both have played very well. Um, you know, Matthews had like six sacks when he broke his jaw. And, you know, Weddle's somebody that gives him a lot of versatility on the back end. Um you know, Tlaib, you know, is a winning player, a guy who's been to the, you know, the, the conference championship games multiple times. But certainly he's he's had his physical limitations. He's been banged up. And they they do have some depth uh, in the secondary that's kind of helped them. Um, but, I mean, you're in a situation now with him where, you know, he's an older guy who's on IR. I mean, you know, unless, you know, things kind of change, he might not play, you know, another game in this league in a competitive fashion. I mean, you know, he's got, he's got a, you know, he's got some questions to answer, you know, um, as do, does the team, you know, over the next month or so. Joe, do you think uh, we had people calling up here uh, already tonight saying the Rams season was over, which I don't think it is at all, but there, but there was a conversation that we had about the chargers, how, you know, the Steelers fans took over that stadium, StubHub. And literally, I mean, it was like 90% Steeler fans. It was embarrassing. And then people are saying that it'll never work at at Inglewood. And I'm thinking, I said, listen, you got to at least see what happens because this thing's like a multi-billion dollar facility. It's going to be amazing, that stadium, any way you slice it. 
Do you think that because I already said, listen, people from San Diego aren't driving up to watch the uh, the L.A. Chargers right. at Inglewood or, or StubHub or anywhere for that matter. They just don't want to do that on a Sunday. They want to go to the beach or they want to chill at home. And and I want to know from you, do you think that the Chargers will fail in that stadium? No, I mean the bottom line is it's Southern California. You got to win, you know. And and the Chargers, you know, the, the Chargers move is one of the strangest moves you know, in American sports history. They didn't go to a new market that was thirsty f- for them. They went just far enough away from their fan base to make everyone mad. And it, you know, and they haven't been obviously welcomed with open arms and certainly everything, you know, from the state, the facility to, you know, that is one of the best teams in the NFL. And, you know, for them to be put in this position, is just, you know, it's a really rough situation they this is a team that you know any nfl fan should love to have those players to root for and to you know to watch every sunday and it's just because of that you know of the the ownership situation and the situation with the move it just hasn't worked but the thing about it is you know if you put them in you know a state-of-the-art facility one of the best facilities um you know in the country people and they win people are going to pay money to go there and you know, in 10 years, everything's going to change, you know, that over time people will forget. Certainly, you know, that's a team right now that belongs, you know, back home in San Diego. And certainly the fans of San Diego didn't deserve to have that situation happen to them. But, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you know, if if they continue to win, there's going to be Charger fans in L.A. It's just they just got to wait it out. It's just that ugly and that bad. Meanwhile, you know, the Rams have shown that, you know, despite the fact that, you know, there was, ha- you know, probably, you know, 25% Niner fans uh, at the Coliseum, the other, you know, the other day, you know, that's a fan base. The st- when there was no football here, the st- you know, Steelers were a huge fan base in Southern California. The Niners became a huge fan base in Southern California. And these guys, the moment these teams get here, these guys don't throw away their, their Patriots and, and Steelers and Niners and Cowboys gear. You know, they are who they are. And you need these kids that are going to—they're growing up and watching Todd Gurley and and uh, Melvin Gordon. You need them to, you know, become adults and pay for tickets. And you know, over time, this will change. But certainly, right now, this is where both teams are. Wow, great stuff, Joe! Incredible. Uh, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I, I still think it'll—I uh, do believe it'll work eventually. And I don't believe they're going back at all. Uh, I have no no belief that they would return to San Diego. In fact. I think the fans would want it. I don't think the city wants them. It, you know, they're like, see you later, bye. We don't care what you do. And they've never done anything with that old stadium. So the whole thing's an embarrassment. It's great having you on the bench, as always. Let's see how the Rams do in Atlanta and against, uh, you know, the Bengals. They got two easy games, if you ask me. If they don't win those, I, I, then I'll say they're finished. Joe, thanks for coming on the bench. Anytime, Amy. All right. Uh, Joe Curley with the Ventura County Star. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.